בוקר טוב, ויהי נועם, אדוני אלוהינו עלינו, ומה עשה ידינו כוננה עלינו, ומה עשה ידינו כוננהו. Today is Lad Ba'omer, the 34th day of the Omer. That's it. If you didn't get a haircut yet, we gotta get it. Today's year is dedicated though, according to the Kabbalists and the Kubalim, you have to go till Shavuot. Yeah, there's uh, very few to do, but, but the Mekubalim, they say you have to go from the beginning all the way till the end. You have to take it to the show. <laughs> Let's see where we are at. Today's show is dedicated to Eloi Nishmat, Benjamin Ben David, Rachel Bat Yosef, Matitia Ben Levi, Yaakov Ben Benjamin, Asnat Bat Yehuda, Dina Bat Matitia, Dina Bat Aaron, Eser Bat Mashiach, Eser Bat Eliyahu, Daniel ben Ephraim, David ben Yedidiah, and Ephraim ben Yehuda, Ruach Hashem Tenecham ben Eden, and for the Rafuah Shlema, Dan ben Esther, Nisan ben Chana, Moshe ben Chana, Yitzchak ben Yapa, Echizkel ben Rachel, Nisim ben Dinan, Chana, Rodi bat Devora, Elnar, Ephana Lahem. Okay, so we're learning about Machloket, about argument, Chafdalet, fights, arguments, מה מאוד שנוי המחלוקת רע בעיני השם וגוררת רעות רעות צרות ועבירות וחמורות. How much is division? That's probably the literal translation of מחלוקת is division. Is division. When you have a, from the word חלק, like a, a portion, like you know you have two people or, a, or family or community that should be one whole unit, but they end up getting divided into their parts. I'm here, I'm here, and they're separate. Yeah. So, Gorei it causes many evils and much suffering uh, and causes more sins outside of just the division and makhluket itself. Uh, it causes other sins to happen. People do other avonot in order to maintain the, the makhluket. So, kol kobel dena, and at the same time, gadol hashalom. Gadol HaShalom, peace is great. Shalom is of the, one of the greatest values, uh, according to Judaism. Uifrat, Shalom Bayit, Ben Ishto. Especially, especially, Shalom Bayit. We always talk about in our community, in the Mashari community. Shalom Bayit, between a husband and a wife. Ar Shehutan, this is what's the rabbi's example of. How do we know, where do we see in the Torah that... Shalom is so important for Hashem. How is important? How important is Shalom? Exactly. Atshehuta. Exactly. Peleyot. See what is the chut you have? You already you said peleyot without seeing it. You know this is what he says. The next words. Atshehuta limchoket Hashem shenichtav bikedusha kedel hatil shalom ben ish leishlo. One of the worst sins that we can do is to erase the name of Hashem. Pasve shalom. The name of Hashem was written bikedusha of Torah in holiness. We wrote a parasha from the Torah to erase. Hashem's name is a horrible avon. But what does Hashem do when there's a sota, when there's a husband who is suspicious of his wife and the Torah wants to, to help him establish, you know, is she faithful to him, is she not? Yeah, the the Kohanim, Kohanim have to get involved. So the Torah says that write this parasha of sota in the water and erase the entire parasha uh, inside the water. And then she drinks it, and if uh, if she's really faithful to her husband, then she has a barakha that she can get pregnant, and she she will be fertile. If not, other things will happen to her. 
But, but what does it say in the process? It says the Kohen has to take and he has to erase the name of Hashem inside the water. What erase the name of Hashem inside the water? That's a horrible thing to do. It's a horrible prohibition. The name of Hashem is written there. How do you erase the name of Hashem? So our Chachamim said, what's our Chachamim's answer? Gadol HaShalom. Right? Peace between a husband and wife is so great. The husband is not at peace. They're not at peace with each other. Hashem says, let me help resolve the peace. Let me help resolve the peace. And the, the Midrash says that one of the great rabbis of the Midrash, Rabbi Meir, he learned from this uh, story. It's a very famous story that the rabbi, Rabbi Meir, he used to give classes on Friday night. They had a minag uh, in those times or in their community that after they finished on Friday night, they finished Arvit, they finished uh, Kabbalah Shabbat and Arvit, they would sit and they would learn for a little bit. The rabbi would give a shiur. So there was a lady who really loved the rabbi's shiurim. She really loved the Rabbi Meir's shiurim. So she would go to the rabbi's shiur. She would light her candles. She would go to Kanisa. She would go, just like in Israel. In Israel, most of the women, they go at nighttime to Kanisa, not during the day. So she would lit her candles and she went to Kanisa and she would go to the rabbi's shiur afterward. Uh, all of that was uh, great, except for one thing, is that her husband did not go to the shiur, the husband did not believe in the shiur, <laughs> and the husband was very hungry. <laughs> so, uh, what does that cause? So the husband got so, <laughs> so angry to the point that he accused her. He said, I know that there are dirty things going on between you and the rabbi. Um, that's that's why you're you're going to these classes, and she said I am not allowing you to come back to my house until you spit in the, on the rabbi's face. You have to spit on the rabbi's face. Otherwise, you don't. Uh, the people came back to Rabbi Meir, and he sees, he sees everybody's in turmoil, and uh, everyone doesn't know what to do. How could a man make such a horrific statement? To tell someone in the community you have to go spit on the... On the hey, how, how did he do such a thing? How could he do such a thing? The rabbi heard the story and he said, Okay, I have to fix the situation. It's such an inspiring story. I, to the rabbi, the next time he had a shiur, he says, uh, you know, he's like, he tells the community, I need some help. I need to ha- some help. I have my, my eyes bothering me. And a doctor told me that I need somebody to spit in my eye in order, in order for, my, for my eye to feel better. These people said, what? Yeah, they said, you know what, maybe, maybe go ask that lady over there. <laughs> go, go tell the, the lady, come, come, come. And she said, what, Rabbi, spitting them, spitting at the, at the Rabbi's face? No, no, I need it. The doctor said that I need it. Please, in front of everybody, please uh, spit, on my, spit on my face spit seven times. <laughs> she she spits on the rabbi in, in his eye, and the rabbi says to her, "Go back to your husband and say, you asked me to spit on the rabbi once. I spit on him seven times. <laughs> seven times I, I spit on him." And that way she went back to her husband's home, and they were able to live together, b'shalom. Uh, and the students that came to Rabbi Meir, the students that came to the rabbi, said, "How could you do this? How could you lower your honor?" How could you disgrace your position? 
you know, you are a representative of the community. It's, it's not even your own personal honor. You're a representative of the community. You know, the, a rabbi is not allowed to lower the dignity and the, the honor of the community. How could you do such a thing? So what did the rabbi say? Rabbi Meir said, I learned from Hashem. And if Hashem was willing to allow his own name to be erased in order to make shalom, to make peace between a husband and wife, so how much more so do I have to learn that we, we can erase our own names? That there should be shalom, there should be peace between a husband and wife. Very inspiring story. So actually, therefore says, based on this, and I, I don't know if we're all on that level, but how much do we have to learn? The value of making peace between a husband and wife, and not just in our own families, but also if we know of, uh, couples who are in trouble or couples who are in a difficult situation to find ways to help them or to get them the help that they need how much of a mitzvah is it in Hashem's eyes to make shalom, to make peace between a husband and wife now Pele Yoetz says here now uh, there isn't so much praise you know, I, I, I don't have to clap my hands and give a bala bala I don't have to clap my hands I don't have to say Chazak Baruch and give praise to somebody who has an incredible spouse you have an amazing husband you have an amazing wife you have uh, such good parents you have such good uh, children they, they listen to you they take care of you they're hands on they're always there you have an amazing husband, you have an amazing wife, and you're living bishalom, and, every, and, uh, <laughs> and everything is great. Okay, so somebody had the zikhud, but it didn't, doesn't take much effort. When you have an incredible spouse, when you have an eshet chayil, or, <laughs> or when you have an amazing husband, it doesn't mean that much to say, okay, we're living bishalom, we're living bishalom. It didn't take much effort to live bishalom when you have an amazing spouse. But ach bezot, but when do we truly have to praise somebody? When do we have to praise a husband and wife and clap our hands and cheer them on and say, Chazak Baruch, and you're doing amazing when? Right, whenever their spouse, they're making fights, they're always looking excuses, they, they find the smallest excuses to make fights against their husband, <laughs> against, against, his, against his wife. Uh, when people are causing trouble between them, and sometimes from jealousy or from whatever, people are causing uh, machloket, or their their in-laws. The in-laws are causing machloket between uh, a husband and wife. And then they get you angry. Sometimes in front of you. Sometimes your spouse disrespects you. And I say, everywhere I go, I go to Kanisa, I go to the office, I go to, everywhere I go, I go to work, I go everywhere I go, everyone respects me. Everybody is kind, everybody is good, everybody speaks nicely, and then suddenly I come home, and my spouse treats me like garbage. <laughs> my spouse looks down at me, my wife treats me like garbage, my husband treats me like garbage. Everyone else in the world, it, it seems, in my eyes, once I step out of the house, Everybody in the world has so much respect for me and everybody else in the world is good for me. And then the one person in the world who's the most important person that I should have a little bit of peace of mind uh, when I get home. Uh, the home should be a place of peace. But once I get home, they jump on me. They jump on me. 
And nonetheless, a person is facing this. A person is facing this challenge. This challenge where my own ego is... Uh, uh, is my ego is being challenged over here. <laughs> this Yetzirah, Yetzirah knows how to fuel the flame, right? So uh, the second I come home is when they make me angry. The second I come home, I just want to rest a little bit and have a little bit of peace. And in that, exactly in that moment, they jump on me and they start telling, start reminding me of all of my faults and how, uh, and how I'm not a good husband and not a good father, uh, not a good wife, not a good mother. And nonetheless, still, shalom shalom. And nonetheless, I seek out peace. I become like a harona kohen. I become like a harona kohen. I love peace. I see him close the mouth. I chase out what's more, most important to me. Shalom bayit in our house. Virodev shalom. Umarchika machlogre do hakolish Whatever they come. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. You're right. And chase away peace with two hands. You put out the flame, not to take the a flame and make it uh, and fuel the flame and add gas to it, but take the flame and put out the flame. Put out the flame. Such a person, such a man, or such a woman, if it's the wife, Ahuv Lemala is truly beloved by Hashem. Right? The Nechmad Lemata. And not just uh, beloved by Hashem, also beloved on earth, also uh, beloved over here. Ashraf ba'olam hazeh, v'tov lo le'olam haba. Praiseworthy is that person in this world, v'tov lo le'olam haba, and they have extra reward in the world to come. Because that's when it's difficult. And it's one thing that uh, I have such a zuchud whenever I come home, my entire family comes and kisses me, and I don't know how many people have this zuchud, but everybody comes and kisses me, and, and we love you, and you're, and you're incredible, and we're so lucky to have you, and we all wish to have uh, whenever we come home. Okay, so to say that I have Shalom Bayit and I'm living with Shalom Bayit, it's not such a big deal. And naturally, Baruch Hashem, there's, uh, the conditions are all there for Shalom Bayit. But when is it truly meaningful, Peleo, it says, whenever I come home and in the home, Shalom they're looking for disrespect. Suddenly when I come home is when the problems come up. That's when. The day is smooth, I feel like I had a good day, I feel like I had a productive day, and then you come home and... Bam, bam, bam. Slap, slap, slap. But nonetheless, I still put my head down. I say, Hashem, give me extra strength. Give me an extra boost to say the right things and not to say the wrong things. I love peace. I pursue peace. I make, uh, make sure to keep shalom between myself and my spouse, between myself and my children. That's a true person who is beloved by Hashem. It's a true person that Hashem loves them. El kefaolo yeshalem gimulo. And Hashem will surely, surely uh, give us reward for that, for keeping shalom and keeping peace in the house. How beautiful is their portion going to be? How beautiful is the reward, reward going to be for Hashem for, sacri- for truly sacrificing in order for shalom? This is one of those pieces of Fela Yoetz when we say like, we're reading reminders that, <laughs> that we should have, like we have to just... We have to copy this passage, just me, and I'll put it in our tefillin, put it in our tzidur. I think we have to say it every day before we go into the house. Say it. Either we have to say it after Modena, or we have to leave it before you leave the office. Right before you, right before you leave the office and before you go home, this is the, this is the tefillah, this is the prayer before going home. Uh, I think all of us need this. 
Um, and should we start the next one? We're gonna pause. Uh, the next one I'll just introduce. But we're gonna get into tomorrow. Uh, so the word kior in Hebrew comes from the word like mechoar. Uh, a person should distance themselves from ugly behavior. From what what they would say in uh, Farsi, karai zesh. Literally, karai zesh. Right? Distance yourself from uh, behavior that is unbecoming and that is undignified for a Jewish person. Uh, don't give space for people to suspect you. Don't put, don't put yourself in a position that people might say something. So sometimes when people say are saying Lashon Hara, right? So yes, there people will always say Lashon Hara and you cannot always uh, control people. But a person can also do their very best. To, don't put yourself in a situation that, that somebody might say Lashon Hara about you. Don't even put yourself in that spot that somebody may, might say Lashon Hara. Th- think about your name. Yeah, we really have to think about this. We really have to think about it. Don't, don't give space for somebody to even suspect you. Because if that happens, the Lashon Hara that they say is actually partially your fault. It's partially your fault. Don't say, you know, but, but I was clean. But I was clean. I know I didn't do anything wrong. But, but, but I was there. Don't, don't put yourself in a situation that looks suspicious, that, that people might come to talk about you. Because then when they say Lashon Hara, it's actually partially your fault. That uh, they're they're saying lashon hara about you. Okay, so with that, police is here. We wish everybody a wonderful day. <laughs> 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 <laughs>